Welcome to Progress and Work. I'm your host, Patrick Figures, and this week we're talking about motivation. As leaders, we rely on our teams not just to get the job done. We need these teams to get the job done with excellence, which means having motivated, driven employees who don't need us micromanaging them for great results. But no one gets high-performing employees handed to them. They're built and cultivated over time, which is easier said than done, and many leaders are often left asking a simple question. What is the best way to motivate unmotivated teams? We should simply inspire them, would be the Disney movie answer. But let's be honest, there's no easy button for motivation. And anyone that has worked an entry-level management job can speak to the levels of exhaustion and resentment that come from trying to inspire unmotivated employees. Too many leaders still use extrinsic motivation for employees, poking and prodding them with carrots and sticks. Extrinsic motivation is a fossil of early management theory, popularized in the early 1900s. This theory puts a wedge between management and labor, with leaders lording over their employees. Conversely, 21st century thinking has led to an uptick in intrinsic motivational styles. These styles are characterized by making the work more meaningful and purposeful to your employees. Intrinsic motivation is a perpetual motion machine. Empowered employees motivate themselves and need less oversight. So in turn, they are more likely to produce outstanding results all on their own. And by embracing intrinsic motivation and encouraging initiative from your employees, a balance of responsibility and flexibility, you are going to teach them to light their own fire and create a positive feedback loop that breeds success. So first, responsibility. Our first instinct as managers is to shield our employees from important decisions and the larger responsibilities of our job. And let's admit, sometimes this is a selfish desire to preserve our sense of importance and authority. Other times, this comes from a sincere reflection of having context and skills that aren't available to frontline employees. But regardless of the reason behind shielding our employees from these larger responsibilities, we need to be conscious of when we are being paternalistic with our employees and perpetuating their ignorance of all of the things that go into running the department. As soon as you can, you need to enroll your employees in the decisions that impact their day-to-day -day work. Because by giving the employees a stake, a real stake in the decisions that matter to them, that impact them, you naturally increase their buy-in and their sense of ownership over what is happening in their environment. Depending on employee tenure, expertise, and maturity, experiment with letting a group of employees get more involved in making larger departmental decisions. This has the dual benefit of giving you a sounding board and helping your team to feel like they have the full context for why and how decisions are being made. Are you rolling out a new software system for the department? Then put an employee committee together to make recommendations on specific processes to focus on. Is your department setting goals for the year? 
use the same group of employees to come up with new ideas and keep them informed on important departmental milestones. Give your employees as much say as you can. Stretch yourself as far as you can to the edge of your comfort level with allowing them to take responsibility. Their voice should have weight and their decisions should stick. Even and especially when you disagree with what they're doing. Because it's important that they see that you are serious about letting them make decisions on how the department is run. And they'll know you're serious if you let things happen that you disagree with. All of this has the subtle impact of shifting the burden of responsibility from you to your team. And instead of blaming you, their manager, for everything, for being paternalistic, instead, your employees are going to have to wrestle with their own role in these departmental problems. The more empowered your employees are, the more empowered someone is, the more they're going to have to take ownership over the outcomes. Flexibility. Rules and structures for all of us are like uh, clothing. But if you force ill-fitting structures, ill-fitting clothes on people, we are more likely to complain and unlikely to tolerate wearing these ill-fitting rules and structures for long. Instead, by allowing people, by allowing your employees to tailor the rules to their liking, everyone ends up happy. Your employees are going to do their best work when working the way that best suits them. And by giving them flexibility in their work environment, you're going to show trust and confidence that they are capable of some levels of self-management. Give your employees room to tackle their work according to their skills, interests, comfort. You'll end up spending less time pushing your employees and more time subtly nudging and redirecting them, which is a far more rewarding outcome for everyone. Do your employees want to take longer lunches? Great. Let them. Do your employees want to work from home occasionally? Great. Let them. As long as the output of their work remains A+, meets your standards, then you should give them as much flexibility as they can handle and as the rules allow. Your job is not to manage how the work gets done. It is just to make sure that it does, in fact, get done. To summarize, in order for you to continue to grow and evolve as a leader, you need to have the mental and emotional energy to work at the top of your abilities. By unlearning these command and control styles of management that perpetuated the early 20th century, you will find that you're preserving the best parts of your job while delegating the most frustrating parts of your job, the parts that mean the least to you. The best leaders that you will ever meet hate micromanaging or acting paternalistic with their employees because it takes them away from the work that they are best suited for. If we as leaders, as managers, refuse to trust and empower our employees, they will only ever repay us with equal levels of mistrust and wariness slowly eroding our departmental cultures. Instead, by showing that we believe in their ability to self-govern and work within broader boundaries, 
we not only build their self-confidence and motivation, but foster increasing levels of loyalty and respect. Good luck out there.